that's what I think helped for me, Tracy. It like it wasn't really much of a risk. I was kind of like, again, I remember my thinking at the time was like, right, I don't know if this thing's going to take off. And I think there's two ways you can look at this. Some people are kind of like, oh, no, just burn your bridges and, and go all in and, and do the thing. Um, and some people are a bit more kind of cautious. I was kind of like in the middle. I'm like, yeah, I want to do this thing, but I don't want to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. What's the minimum risk I can do? Can I do it with, with a couple bucks and some free time, dip my toes in the water, and then if it works, yeah, great, then I'll go all in. Or if it doesn't, okay, no dramas. I spent $5 on Fiverr, you know? And okay, maybe I've spent a bit of time putting the course together, but I love that stuff anyway. Kind of would have done it for free anyway. So that's that would kind of be my advice to the, the, the listeners there, where it's like, see if there's a way where you can get in budget to kind of test the waters and then go all in with it. Welcome to Scale Your Course. If designing and delivering a scalable course has got you feeling overworked, overwhelmed, and just plain tapped out, you're not alone. I'm Tracy Sheriff, and in this podcast, you'll listen to a combination of solo episodes and powerhouse interviews, where we'll share tips, strategies, and insider insights into how you can successfully design and deliver a scalable course. Prepare to reach your next level business goals without compromising your health and wealth with the Scale Your Course podcast. Welcome to another episode of Scale Your Course. In today's episode, I interviewed Jono. Jono has been in the course creation space for many years. He is the CEO at Fitness Education Online, which is one of the largest providers in the world of online courses for fitness trainers. In this business, Jono sells over a million dollars worth of courses a year. Amazing. And now helps other course creators do the same. In this episode, we don't talk about the process of course creation as much as we talk about the experiences and business decisions that led Jono to being a million dollars a year course creator. Jono's drive, resilience, smarts, and I'm pretty sure humor, which you'll hear in this episode, is what has propelled Jono forward into something bigger than he ever really imagined. Imagine being told that you are someone who was really not that good at what you were doing to being someone who's at the total top of the game. If you're someone who is just starting out and you need some inspiration about what's possible, this episode is for you. If you're someone who has been selling courses as either your full business model or in addition to other offers, you're going to want to hear this story. Now, Jono's journey started quite a few years back and things have changed a lot. And he touches on what he would do differently now that he didn't do before, which I think is really important. And he also talks about what he sees as the trends moving forward in the course creation industry, which should always be of interest. Be prepared to giggle, maybe even chuckle (laughs) in this episode as Jono and I have some pretty fun moments together and as I said be prepared to be inspired about how online courses can help you grow your business in ways that you never even fully imagined. Jono welcome to Scale Your Course. Tracy thank you happy to be here. It's so great to have you. I've been following you for quite a long time. We've had a couple conversations, I think. We've even had a Zoom or two here or there. And I've hung out in your 
active Facebook community. It's great to catch up again because it's been quite a while. So I want to thank you for being here with us today because you're going to share with us a very inspirational story that if no one has heard this before, you're going to want to definitely not fast forward or, you know, stop playing this episode because this gentleman here, Jono, has quite an amazing story of how he got started in course creation. And while it doesn't always go down like this for everybody, it did go down like this for you. So I'm really excited for you to share that with us. And then hopefully you'll be able to also share a little bit about where your business is now, where you see your business going in the future. Maybe we'll touch on some industry trends and uh, see what else we come up with. Sounds great. Now I've got to live up to that. That uh, I hope my story lives up to that awesome introduction, Tracy, but I'll, I'll do my best. Um, all right. You, you want me to dive in? You want me to, where do you want me to start? Yeah, just go ahead and dive in. That would be great. Okay. Uh, well, I might start with the, the end in mind, just so I guess the listeners know where the, the journey kind of gets to. So long story short, I run an, an online course business. It's called Fitness Education Online. And what I do is I run courses for personal trainers. I actually do both sides of it now. So I certify people to become personal trainers. Uh, and also if someone's a personal trainer, I also I have courses for people that are already qualified. The certification is a new side of things. I've only been doing that the last year or so. The past kind of, it was probably about 10 years now, I guess, uh, has been all about running courses for people that are already personal trainers. Uh, really successful business. It generates about a million dollars a year in revenue, give or take a few hundred thousand dollars a year or there depending on the year and it's done that for the past four or five years as well so it's not just like i've had a good year and and here i am it's done that consistently for for a long time Uh, on top of that it's not just a a financial side of things it's a great lifestyle business i pretty much spend about zero minutes a week on it once again give or take a few minutes here or there because i've got you know automations in place it's an online business i've got staff as well i've got virtual assistants so it's great for lifestyle but it's also great for an impact as well i believe we're the number one course for personal trainers in australia and pretty close in, in the world as well. We've actually got the award in Australia. Every year there's like these awards in the fitness industry. They give out, you know, gym of the year and personal trainer of the year. Um, and we've won multiple times the educator of the year. So we're not just, you know, one of those scammers on the internet that, you know, makes thousands of dollars and runs away with money or whatever. Like it's a very it's a good financial business, great impact, great lifestyle as well. So what I'd like to share today is, I guess, you know, how that came about. Is that cool with you, Tracy? That is awesome. I have one question before we get moving, though, because I'm really interested in knowing if this is a lifestyle business for you or if you ever have considered if this could be a legacy business that you sort of leave behind or potentially sell to somebody else at some point in time. Yeah, so very good question, and it's an interesting one. I could probably go either way. Um, I've kind of shifted. My interest has shifted in the last couple of years. So, you know, when I first started, I was fitness, fitness, fitness. I wanted to be the best boot camp instructor in the world. Then I wanted to run the best courses in the world for personal trainers. Now I'm a bit far removed from the fitness industry because I haven't been a personal trainer myself for 10 years or, or something now. So I'm not as interested in the fitness industry as I used to be. So for that reason, uh, my goal kind of for that business at the moment is to be off as hands off as possible. So it just runs itself because I just I'm more passionate now about the online course side of things and more sharing this story with people. Hey, here's what I do in my online course. Here's how I did it. Yada yada yada. I like that side of things more than I do the fitness side of things. Maybe I'm just getting old, you know. 
but that's <laughs> um, that's kind of where my interest is going. So, but either way, I think it's a it's a it's a good thing to kind of for me to be hands off because I can go either way. It can just be like passive income now, and it's like great, you know, I just sit back and let the um, the sales and the revenue come in without doing too much, or I could then sell it to someone else, and it could be quite an easy sale. Because I'd essentially say, hey, you could come on board and you just need to kind of supervise things. The content's done, the automations are done, you've got a team, you got sales, yada, yada, yada. So either way, it, it could go either way. But that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I don't, um, yeah, that, that, does that answer that question? Yeah, it absolutely does. It tells me that you haven't never thought about that, but it's definitely a decision that's still in the making. So. Uh, you yes. have lots of time and you're not that old. So you've got like lots of time ahead of you to make these decisions Yes, and yes. a lot of time left to impact other course creators, which is sounds like that's really where your passion lies right now. So that's awesome. So yes. yeah, start with where did it all begin? Yes. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, I used to be a personal trainer myself. I ran a boot camp. I worked at a franchise and believe it or not, I sucked as a personal trainer, initially anyway. I was working at a boot camp, Tracy, and we like franchise, and we were ranked 1 to 75 on how good you were, essentially. 1 being the best, 75 being the worst. Take a guess what you think I was ranked when I started, Tracy. Hmm, uh, 75? Bang on. I was ranked 75 dead last. I was the worst personal trainer there. And it wasn't a confidence thing. It's not like I thought I was the worst personal trainer there. I was low on confidence, blah, blah, blah. It was statistically proven. There was a table with a pie graph showing you where you were ranked. You know you're bad at something when there's a pie graph showing you how bad you were, right? Uh, but I loved it. I really, really liked it. And we had to go to this meeting at the end of the year with all the different franchise owners. And I had to have a meeting with the franchise owner. And or there was a couple of owners and they were like, Jono, you know, you're coming 75th. What's going on? And I basically came up with every excuse in the book. I'm like, oh, there's too much competition. I'm in a bad area. There's the Internet. Um, You guys aren't helping me out. Just doing the sales and marketing and education side of things and the weather. And I blame the weather. That's how, how desperate I was for, for excuses. I think I blame the government, you know, what, whatever I could. And I still remember this moment. The franchise owners are like, Jono, we got some good news and we got some bad news. The bad news is as a boot camp instructor, you suck. You're coming 75th. You saw the pie chart. The good news is, however, you can do something about it. Because at the moment, you're sitting here blaming everybody else but yourself. Maybe it's not everyone else's fault that you suck as a boot camp instructor personal trainer. Maybe it's your fault. What have you done to upskill yourself? What courses have you done? What um, books have you read? What YouTube videos have you watched? What mentors have you hired? And I was like, oh, I, that's, I was like, you've got to do this stuff. I thought you just did your initial qualifications and, and that was it. They were like, no, of course, if you do the bare minimum, you're going to be down the bottom. And they were like, what we want you to do, Jono, is just upskill. For the next 12 months, there's something you're bad at. Go and get better at it. Do a course, read a book, watch a video, read a blog, whatever it may be. And I was like, all right. And then that was, that's what I did. I was like, all right, cool. The first thing was a course. I was like, well, let me see if there's any courses to help me get better. And I found a, a course that was like, you know, do this and you'll grow your boot camp. Did the course is face to face back then, because this is 2013 or something like that. Um, you know, did a face to face course. It was great. Like I got some sales and marketing ideas. I got some workout ideas. Um, directly as a result, I was able to pick up a few new clients from the marketing strategies and I was able to retain a few extra clients because I had more workout ideas and that sort of thing. 
And I'm like, this is great. I paid four or five hundred bucks for a course and I made like two, three times that much back. I'm going to go and do another one. So a couple months later, did another course and same kind of thing. A couple months later, did another course, same kind of thing. A couple months later, another course, same kind of thing. Uh, went back to that same conference 12 months later. Now what do you think I was ranked, Tracy? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe number one? Number one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So went, really? Yeah, yeah. Went oh, I was kind of like months. really giving you the benefit of the doubt. There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you didn't believe in me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, number one. So And I went from like 20 clients to 100 clients. My retention rate went from like 30% to 100%. I'm like, this is great. You know, kept upskilling, kept doing courses. Um, a year later, opened up a second location, had another 50 clients, was number one again. And I was like, this is great. I go and I learn this thing and my business gets better in results. Give me more of these course kind of things. But it got to a point where I'd still do these courses, but I wouldn't learn as much because I was obviously further along the journey. It's kind of like someone's just starting off and someone's experienced. They do the same course. Obviously, the person just starting off is going to get more out of it. And I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, these courses are good, but I feel I could put together something that's better than anything else out there and different to everything else out there. Out of all these courses I've done over the past two years, because I was going to this course and I'm like, I feel I know more than the instructor. I feel like if I was teaching this course, I could do a better job, but I'd also include other things that, that aren't in there. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a course together. And most of the courses I did back then were face-to-face, right? So I was like, oh, how do I do a face-to-face course? But then I did the logistics. And I was like, well, I'm running a boot camp. I'm already working Monday to Saturday. I'm up early. I'm up late. Do I really want to run a face-to-face course on my Sundays? Not really. And then I'm like, I've got to find a venue and book out the venue. And then what if no one comes and I've wasted my time and all that? Or even worse, what if only one person comes? Then I actually got to run the, the course there. So I was like, I can't do it face-to-face. Let me look into this online kind of thing. Once again, back in, this is maybe 2015 or, or something like that, right? It wasn't as, as prolific as it was now. It was way before COVID. Um, so I was like, all right, let me look into this online side of things. Did some initial research and you know, found some people that said, yeah, we'll build you a website. It's $10,000 or $20,000 and we'll build you a website with you do your online course on that. I was like, man, that's a lot of money, and I don't even know if this is going to be successful, so yeah, I don't think I'm going to do it. So yeah, anyway, that was a, a side thing, and then I was scrolling along Facebook one day, and this ad or post came up for an ebook. And once again, this is 2015, right? And I wasn't in the online space. I was in the fitness space. I was like, what's an ebook? Never heard of an ebook before. Let me click this thing and, and see what an ebook is. So I clicked it, and I can't remember if I downloaded it or purchased it or, or whatever it may be. Uh, and I was like, and it was, I can't remember what it was, but it was a good ebook. And I remember going through it and I was like, hold on, this is just a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF. That's what an ebook is. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm no, I'm a technological dunce. I know nothing about computers and the internet, but I know how to open a Microsoft Word document, press save as, and choose the PDF option. I'm like, maybe my online course can be an ebook. So, and then at this time, I hooked up with my business partner, Travis Matern, who was one of my trainers at the boot camp, and we put together this ebook. And it was a solid ebook, Tracy. It wasn't, you know, these days ebooks are one or two pages and you give them away for free or charge seven bucks or whatever. This was a manual. It was a 90 page manual, right? Wow. That had every single thing you needed to be a successful boot camp instructor. It was great, right? So I put that together. Uh, but there was one problem. 
it looked like a Microsoft Word document, same as a PDF. And <laughs> even though the content was good, I was like, ah, I've got to make it at least look decent, you know? So I, I took the night off work and I was going to format it and, and whatnot and took the night off work and went to format it and I made it look worse because I, I know you're pretty handy at this sort of stuff, but Tracy, I'm pathetic at Microsoft Word and, you know, I tried to edit it and there were page breaks at the wrong place and indents here and the font was changing and I was about to give up and I was on Google trying to figure out how to fix it or whatever and I came across this website Fiverr. Now most people listening to this I probably know what Fiverr is but context I wasn't an online guy I was a fitness guy and this was back in 2015 and I went on this Fiverr site and I'm like this is crazy you can get anything you want done for five dollars and I know it's changed a bit now but back then you get anything you want done for $5. And I was looking through some of the things and there were, you know, people that would pretend to be your girlfriend on Facebook for $5. And, you know, there was this one guy that said he'd slap himself in the face for $5. And I'm like, this is crazy. And anyway, I got distracted and, and purchased the guy slapping himself in the face for $5 because I was like, this can't be real. So purchased it. And within like a couple minutes, this guy sent me over the video of him slapping himself in the face. And he didn't hold back. Tracy, this was a solid slap. And I, cause I was dubious. I'm like, this is, this is it fake or does he do something? He gave himself a solid slap. I think I even gave him a tip. I'm like, wow. Okay. They do that. But then I was thinking after I gave him the tip, I was like, hold on. This guy didn't like say my name or anything in the video. I'm like, let me go back and, and have a look. And what he'd sent me was an unlisted YouTube video that had a hundred thousand views on it. And I'm like, hold on, this guy slapped himself in the face once and he's selling it on Fiverr to idiots like me for $5 and he sold it a 100,000 times. Obviously, maybe some people watched it twice or whatever, but let's not ruin a good story with the, the logistics and the truth, right? This guy made half a million dollars slapping himself in the face once. And that motivated me. I'm like, this guy's got no personality, no charisma, no confidence, can barely speak English, and made half a million dollars slapping himself in the face once. What the crap is my excuse? So that really motivated me there in, in terms of the whole online course, do the stuff once, you know, then you don't have to do it again. Um, but he also showed me the power of unlisted YouTube videos. Because at the time, my thing was just an ebook, right? And I was like, hold on. You know, I can just get my laptop out. And I literally did this because I didn't even know about Zoom and screen sharing and all that. Literally just opened my laptop, put the webcam on, and I essentially also put some videos to the course as well. Put them on YouTube as unlisted, added them as links in the ebook. Now all, and and by the way, I also found someone to edit the ebook and make it look nice. Wasn't amazing, but $5 on Fiverr, what, what do you expect? And it was good enough though. It at least had some borders, some headings, some page numbers. Didn't just look like a Microsoft Word document. So that, and then that was my first course. It was a Microsoft Word document saved as a PDF with some unlisted YouTube videos, uh, and paid someone on Fiverr five dollars to, to make it look pretty. That was my first online course. I'll get to the, I'll get to then kind of the sales side of things. And also I'll give one disclaimer here as well. I'm not saying this is the best way to create an online course. If, you know, Thinkific had a free version or Zenla had a free version, I knew what they were back then. I would just do that. It's way better. I'm just, what I'm kind of sharing there is just my story and also the, the don't sweat on, on some of the production value stuff when, when starting off. But I'll get to the sales in a sec. Just wanted to see any questions with the, the creation side of things, Tracy. Well, 
for starters, I didn't know the history of why Fiverr is called Fiverr. So that there was like, that was amazing. Like, I'm like, of course. Like, yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, Tracy, I love how I've just poured my heart out to you. How I went from like depressed to depressed when you're like, well, the best thing was I learned how what they call Fiverr, Fiverr. <laughs> well, I was still very impressed with your, with your, uh, story here. And, and I, I mean, I think you just obviously are somebody who, who sees opportunity in places where maybe other people don't. And I, I think that's, that's definitely one skill to have or a trait, trait. like, but, but just, trait. but just something really special to be able to kind of like think, well, if this guy can do it, I can do it. But then you didn't just think about it. You went and did it. And mm. I think that is where a lot of people get stuck is in the doing part. That's what I think helped for me, Tracy. It like, it wasn't really much of a risk. I was kind of like, and I remember my thinking at the time was like, right, I don't know if this thing's going to take off. And I think there's two ways you can look at this. Some people are kind of like, oh, no, just burn your bridges and, and go all in and, and do the thing. Um, and some people are a bit more kind of cautious. I was kind of like in the middle. I'm like, yeah, I want to do this thing, but I don't want to spend ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. What's the minimum risk I can do? Can I do it with, with a couple bucks and some free time, dip my toes in the water, and then if it works, yeah, great, then I'll go all in. Or if it doesn't, okay, no dramas. I spent $5 on Fiverr, you know? And okay, maybe I've spent a bit of time putting the course together, but I love that stuff anyway. Kind of would have done it for free anyway. So that's, that would kind of be my advice to the, the, the listeners there, where it's like, see if there's a way where you can get in budget to kind of test the waters and then go all in with it. Yeah, totally. And, and I do think that that is what gets in people's way. A lot of people that I talk to, it's all about the tech and they think it mm-hmm. needs to, you know, have all the bells and whistles and it needs to be presented in a certain way. But when you're just going out and testing something, you know, sometimes it's best just to jump in with both feet and then, you know, make improvements where improvements are needed. So kudos to you. So what happened next? Okay. So then had the course, right? Now, what I wanted to make sure that I did is, is that I got it approved with like a body over here. So there's a body over here, Fitness Australia, where like if you get their tick of approval, it goes on their website. And I was like, okay, I've got to make sure I do that because I didn't have an audience at the time. Now I do. I've got probably one of the biggest audiences of personal trainers in the world. But at the time, I didn't. All my audience were clients, people that wanted to lose weight and that side of thing, right? So I'm like, I need to get it on this website because that's where I know that trainers go to look for courses. They go on this website, you know, and they look for courses there. So got it approved, got on the website, and I was like, all right, let me let me come up with a plan from here. Uh, and then what happened is like before I even knew it was on the website, someone inquired. They gave me a call. And they were like, hey, I'm on this website and I see your course, but I can't see anywhere like to buy it. How do I buy it? And I was like, oh, yep, yeah, uh, I'm just in a meeting. Let me call you back in an hour. Because I didn't have any, I didn't even know how to sell things online. You know, I was a face-to-face guy. Once again, people would come to my boot camp, they'd give me cash or they'd fill out a form and they'd do it there. So I like went online or whatever and you know Google my my one trick go online and Google it that's what saved me more than anything and then I realized that you know you could send people a PayPal link and they could pay it from there so I was like all right now I've got an option you know I sent her the PayPal link you know she signed up uh, a few other people kind of inquired and and I made not a lot maybe like two sales in the first month or or something like that but the scary part for me was the feedback form because I was I didn't know if it was a, I thought it was a good course. But like back then, I was just so limited to my little circle because I the internet wasn't what it is today kind of thing. I knew I was a good boot camp like in my franchise, 
and I knew that I was a good boot camp in my area. But the person that, that did my course, the first person was from Perth, the other side of Australia. It's like New York to California kind of thing, you know? It's like, who knows what they're doing over there? And I was so scared where they were, I was scared on two things. I was scared that they were going to be like, this isn't a course. I already knew all this stuff. Um, and then I was also scared they were going to be like, this guy charged me $300 for a Microsoft Word document. Give me a, give me a refund. So I was scared on both those two things. I was so scared opening up the feedback form when I, when I got it back. Uh, but the feedback was great. It was like, wow, this content was so good. I didn't know about this stuff. I got so much ideas. These guys have thought of everything. It was so good that I could do it online in my own, at the own, on my own pace, in my own home, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whew, you know, wasn't horrible. Um, and then the second person, same sort of thing. Third person, same sort of thing. Fourth person, same sort of thing. And then what happened like a couple months in, it was a pretty continuous flow of like, you know, one or two sales a month at 300 bucks kind of thing. Uh, but the, the more, and there were two things looking back now. It proved proof of concept. I was like, hold on. I'm doing pretty much nothing and making a couple sales a month. Imagine if I actually did something. There was that. And then there was also the feedback. It was like, oh wow. People actually like this. I actually am good at, good at this thing. I, I can get my, my message out there to, to other trainers. So that was kind of the, the initial thing there. And I'll, I'll just highlight a few points for the listeners as well. Where I didn't know this stuff at the time, but looking back, I realized that this is a big reason why it was kind of successful. Um, I had a really good niche and the demand was proven, right? So what I mean by the demand was proven, I was going to courses for two years before I, I put mine together, right? Probably even more than two years. And every course I went to, there were 10, 15, 20 trainers there. So it's kind of like, I didn't need to like come up with a market or anything. Like there was demand, there's trainers that go to these, that buy these courses all the time. I didn't need to convince people or drum up, drum up command or whatever. I just had to think, how can I get my, my um, piece of the pie? Right. I knew there were trainers coming in, they're paying X amount of dollars for these things here. They wanted to do them. How can I get my piece of the pie? That could be something for the, the listeners as well. If they're in the early stages and, you know, don't have the, the niche yet. Um, and the other good thing about my niche with personal trainers was because it's like a business, they will pay money because it's essentially going to make them more money. I find that's the easiest niche to be in if it's money to money. Uh, in saying that, I do find online marketing is hard because it's kind of like, so competitive and so general, but like if you're marketing to a specific business, it's so much easier, whether it's chiropractors, nurses, personal trainers, um, dentists, whatever it is. If there's one niche there, it's just way easier. So there are a couple of things there, um, but I'll share kind of the, the next thing from there. I was like, all right, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, um, I'm getting some leads. I'm getting some sales. You know, it's going okay. How can I take it to the next level? So a couple of things I did. First thing I did was a Facebook group. I've always been a massive Facebook group guy. Even when I ran my face-to-face boot camp, I made sure that I, I had a Facebook group attached with that face-to-face business because uh, I found that was the best way to, to get the business running because there's only so much you see people once a day in boot camp, right? So I had a really good Facebook group with my face-to-face boot camp. I was like, let me copy that process and see if it works in the online course side of things. So I put together a Facebook group, uninvited all the students, all the leads, anyone that inquired, I'd ask them to go in. Anyone I'd kind of met in the industry, I, I invited in, in, in there. Um, I had a Facebook group. Now, that was okay. It got me a bit of exposure, but didn't really make any sales off it, to be honest. It was still good. I'm glad I did it. 
because uh, now I make a lot of sales from that that Facebook group. But at the time, it, it wasn't a, a heap of sales. And I reached out to the the owner of the physical boot camp because he was also a big guy online, just a good business guy. And he was like, Johnny, what you need to do is email marketing. He's like, go and do this course here by Digital Marketer. It costs $5,000, uh, but it's a course on email marketing, and it's the best course you'll ever do. And I was like, all right. You know, I did it because I trusted the guy because he had – that's a thing I didn't mention. Back early on, right, on that when I had the meeting with the owners, I was – and I was coming up with all the excuses. They were kind of like – you know, the owners were like, yeah, Jono, we think you might be wrong there. And I was like, no, no, no. Oh, no, sorry, that was it. It was about the Facebook group. They were like, Jono, you know, your, your one thing we noticed that's bad in your boot camp is your Facebook group. It's no engagement in there. And I'm like, what's that got to do with anything? I'm a boot camp. I'm a personal trainer. What's a Facebook group got to do with that? And they're like, oh, we think it'll help. I'm like, no way is it going to help. I don't think it will. And they're like, yeah, well, Jono, you're coming 75th out of 75. And we own all 75 locations. Maybe we know something you don't about this whole Facebook group thing. And I was like, okay, good point. So, you know, had this Facebook group, it was going okay. Um, followed the guy's recommendation, bought that email course, and that was great. Still one of the best courses I've ever done because I had a bit of an email list from like, you know, people that joined the Facebook group or people that inquired in the course and didn't buy or people that purchased the course because along with doing this, I was also creating more courses a level two course, a course on kettlebells, kind of every, you know, every kind of quarter, every 12 weeks would release a, a new course. So by this stage, maybe you had three, four courses or something. Um, so I did the, the email marketing side of things. And then that had a, a big boost where I can't remember exact numbers, but you know, it might have been $5,000 a month we started bringing in a, around there. And I had like a, a system in place because it was like, great, you know, people are, are inquiring into the course. They either buy then and there, or if they don't, they go into the email list in the Facebook group and they'll get some sort of, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll ideally buy via the, the email list. Um, even if they unsubscribe to the email list, they're in the Facebook group. They're still kind of in my world. So that was, um, that was kind of the next little, little thing there. But what I realized was my list was shrinking faster than it was growing because I wasn't getting a, a heap of traffic. I was getting a little bit of traffic, but I was getting, you know, a couple new people join the group. Um, and I was sending out like four emails a week, which I still do, right? I, I recommend that, or it, it it can be appropriate to do that, depending on the situation. Um, but you will get unsubscribed. It's part of the, the nature of the business. You'll make money, but you'll get unsubscribed, right? And I think yeah. that's fine as long as you've got more people joining the list that, that's going down. But I didn't have that. And I was listening to like a lot of podcasts at the time and, and that sort of thing. Uh, and everyone was talking about Facebook ads. And I was like, all right, you know, maybe I, I try this Facebook ad side of things. So, you know, reach out to my mentor again. He's like, yep, go and speak to this guy here. He'll run your Facebook ads. It's $5,000. <laughs> I was like, damn. So, uh, oh, should I? yeah, no, I'll tell this story actually. I tried to find someone myself first, paid them $5,000 and they sucked. Didn't get anything out of it. All right. Won't dive too much into it, but that was a waste of $5,000. Um, so that's when I reached out to my mentor and he said, no, no, speak to this guy here. It's another $5,000. I uh, did it because I was like, I know I got to figure it out. So did that there and then mastered the, the Facebook ad side of things. And it was like, great. Now I've got all these leads coming in. So it was like, whatever money I'm putting in, uh, I'm pretty much at that stage, pretty much making it back because people are buying very email marketing and they're growing and my list is growing as well. So that was then another little bump. You know, that was maybe, I don't know, maybe $10,000 a month kind of thing. Uh, but then I was like, just not that many of these people are buying. 
You know, like I was getting a heap of leads and some were buying, but I'm like, there's got to be more I've got to do. Uh, and then I, the next kind of thing I, I learned there was sales calls, right? Went and paid a guy $5,000 and, you know, taught me how to do the, the sales call side of things. And that was great because then from there, it was, it was the perfect system. Someone opts in via a Facebook ad. Uh, I would give them a call. If I'm on the phone with them, chances are they would sign up and buy the thing. If they didn't, if they didn't even answer, or if they didn't answer the phone, or if they didn't sign up, I've got my my email automation in place there. Maybe they sign up from that. If they don't, they go into my bucket over here of of email marketing where I send out regular email marketing stuff there, and they're in the Facebook group as well. From there, it was just like sky's the limit. I just cranked up the Facebook ads to as much as I could get without sort of um without getting a loss on it because there's only so many personal trainers in Australia, right? So it's kind of like once I'm hitting every single personal trainer in Australia, there's no there's no point in putting more more budget on that. So you know, implemented that there and then that was another bump. I don't know what it was, maybe twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars a a month kind of um coming in here. And what also happened was as the list was getting bigger and bigger and I was getting more and more established, just I would make more money from that email list. Even though I wasn't getting any better, I might have been getting a little bit better at email marketing, but it was just like instead of emailing to a thousand people, I'm now emailing to five thousand people. I'm going to make five times as much money there. So that was the the next kind of jump there. Uh, the limitation to that was that like I was working, you know, I was on the phone, you know, nine to five, um, five days a week, which was great at the time. I was young, I was hungry, I was getting established, um, but it wasn't a good long term kind of plan. So the next thing I mastered was SEO. Um, I don't think I, or what I do there is I found someone that would do it for a thousand dollars a month and they would essentially SEO optimize my, my website. And I learned how to, how to do it myself as well. So I could, you know, better liaise with them. Uh, and then that was great because now there were people that were just Googling the keywords, going to the website and just purchasing straight from the website then and there. And then that was a, another little, little bump there. Um, and that was probably, that's probably the, even still today, they're probably the, the major foundations of the, the business there to drive that revenue coming in. Um, the next step from there for me was more like get it running like a business because a lot of the, the gurus and whatnot that I spoke to was kind of like, John, this is great, but you're never going to be able to sell it. You know, like this business is so just wrapped around you sending these emails and making these phone calls and, you know, running these Facebook ads, like, and you can't take a day off. You can't have a, yeah, okay, you're online, so you can maybe have a holiday and do it anywhere in the world, but you're still kind of working. And I was like, yeah, true. So I put a lot of, uh, found someone, a business uh, business program, paid them $5,000, taught me how to systemize my business. And then the step from there was basically bringing someone else on to do all of those tasks that, that I was doing. And that's kind of where I am today. The business runs without me because everything's either replaced by automation or by staff. So funny that you said that you hired a business coach to teach you systems because the whole time I'm thinking this guy knows operations and systems before he even knew operations and systems. <laughs> I think it's like, um, no, I didn't. You know what? I, I, I didn't. I was just, it was so much just in my head doing this, that kind of business program just was able to, I, I guess I had a rough idea. But not to the, once I had someone that taught me systems, it was just like, 
it was a good combination because I didn't know, like once I had a structure and I knew, I guess, what a system was and how to implement or whatever, then I was able to kind of get it out of my head and, and you know, um, get it in there. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't good at systems <laughs> beforehand. You'd followed your intuition, got curious about all the different things that were happening and what wasn't happening and then looking yeah. for solutions. And I think we talked about this already, but just the, the element of just testing it out and uh, mm. making an experiment out of it. And um, look where it got you today. Like you've got this, it's completely scalable and it's going to mm. probably have the, the opportunity to continue to grow. You've got a team, you can sit back and watch it all happen. So that's pretty amazing. I think that's what's most inspirational for me. So mm. um, I definitely uh, think that you were ahead of the curve a little bit, in my yeah, opinion, yeah, yeah. anyways. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did some things right, you know. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're feeling right now like your business is just it's rock solid. Um, you're going to keep doing what you're doing. Do you, are you still creating courses? So good question. Okay, so me myself, no, um, but the business is still creating courses. What I usually do now is create like a, a summit type course. So let's say, for example, what's a recent one I've done? Um, so we've, I've just done a course, the fitness educational one has just put together a course around fat loss. You're a personal trainer and you want to help your clients with fat loss. Here's a course that teaches the, the principles of fat loss, but I haven't done any teaching in that course. Essentially, what I did is I sourced five different experts with a different kind of topic. You know, one person spoke about exercise and fat loss. One person spoke about um, nutrition and fat loss. One person spoke about genetics and fat loss. One person spoke about hormones and, and fat loss. One person spoke about sleep and, and fat loss. So it was kind of like different experts that I brought in. I paid each one of those experts between, let's call it $200. And it was basically like, um, hey, I'll pay you $200. You put together this 60 minute present with 45 to 60 minute presentation. Um, I then own that presentation and I can sell it on to, to my audience there. So that gives me a course. Yes, I had to outlay whatever it is, thousand bucks, couple thousand bucks to, yeah, I've got a thousand bucks to, to put that course together, but zero work on, or, well, cause I already know these people. I've got connections with it. It's an email. Hey, do you want 200 bucks to give this presentation that you give anyway? Yeah, for sure. So they do that there. Now I've got a course. And I essentially do one of those maybe every couple months still because it's so easy for me. It's like I send a couple emails and then there's my coursework and I've got the course done. So me personally, no, not in the fitness industry anyway, um, but the business is still creating new courses. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. You're very resourceful. Well, what? I think, you know, you know what I think it is, Tracy? I think it's just laziness. It's like, I want to, I want to put a new course together, but I don't want to do any work. You know, how can I do it? And actually, wait, I'll, I'll spend a minute there because this is an important point. So before that system came about, what I would do is, is go in 50 50 partnerships with people. So I've still got some courses like that. So let's say, for example, um, I've got a course on training menopausal women. So I've got a friend who's an expert in that. She put together the course and it's a, a 50 50 split. Um, the problem with that is I'm just, I sell it and she takes the, she get, she put the course together. I sell it 50 50 split, win win both ways because it gives me a, a new course to sell, win for her because she doesn't have an audience and she doesn't want to market. She just likes talking about that topic. She gets to put together a course and she's making like, I think I'm going to send her $5,000 this month. She's making oh, $5,000. Wow. That's passive income. Mine's mm -hmm. kind of passive income, but I still had to 
build the business and manage the team and keep an eye on things. She's passive income. She literally created a course and does absolutely no promotion. And it's not 5,000 every month. We gave it a bit of a push this month, but probably on average 2,000, $3,000 doing absolutely nothing. So that's, you know, there's like an argument in the, the online course space where it's like, nah, they're not online courses aren't passive income because you still got to market it. Yes and no. You know, like I don't have the passive income. I still got to do something. But for that course uh, creator, that's literally $2,000 a month without getting out of bed. Uh, but anyway, I'm getting a bit off topic here. The reason why I brought that up is that's so much revenue out of my pocket. If I'm giving 50% to, to everyone, it's just, it, it takes so much of a cut out of my revenue. But if I do that kind of summit course, it's just a one-off payment and then I get 100% forever. Let's use that thing there. I'm giving this course presented $2,000 every single month. I would have been better off if I knew back then, I just would have created that as a summit, paid out $1,000 to to those presenters there once, and then I would have been making that $4,000 a month every single forever. You know, with one course doesn't matter too much, but that, that's my message for the listeners. And I'm not saying don't do the, the 50-50 affiliate splits. It's just for my business, it's way better if I can pay those people up front and then I own the, the content. Yeah. Wow. That's a really good lesson. Thank you for sharing that too, yeah. because <laughs> it's um, cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars. That was now doing the math for us there. That's really helpful. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so trends wise, do you see any trends in the industry heading our way or, or things that we need to be aware of? I mean, obviously you started your business a number of years ago. Um, and, and you probably, like you said, there's some different things that you would probably do now because there's more resources yep. like, you know, course platforms and things yep. available to us that you didn't have back then. But just curious if you see anything happening that you think we need to be paying attention to that might, might, uh, change the advice you give somebody today. Mm, good question. So look, I think a lot of the, the constants is always going to be there, but what changes is the, I guess the tactics in those constants. So I think for everyone listening, like the, the good advice is going to be like find a course that sells, build an audience, and then sell that course to that audience. That's always going to be the um, what's going on. In terms of course platforms, I think they're just getting better and better and more affordable and, and more affordable, to be honest. Like um, I guess the problem there is overwhelm, like especially with my Facebook group. I guess someone hit me up every week, you know, hey, I got this platform. Do you want to promote it? You know? Uh, especially now with with go high level. Are you familiar with go high level, Tracy? Actually, I'm not. I'm not at okay. all. So it's like a it's a platform, more a marketing platform, but you can host online courses there as well. But their whole thing is is kind of like white labeling. So what most people do, let's say what I could do, is I purchase go high level for 500 bucks a month, right? And then I can put my own kind of spin on it and then sell it to other people for a hundred dollars a month. Right. Okay. So that's what a lot of the course creators are, are doing now. You know, there, there's um um Sarah Cordner who's big in the, the online course space. I had her on my podcast the other day. Her platform, Techmatics. That's what that what that is. There had another one, another person hit me up. You know, Tina. Can't remember exact name, but essentially same kind of thing. So online course, like the platforms aren't going to be a, a problem there. What I would focus on for the for the listeners is just building that audience and the email list too. Because what I, I think I've been lucky in that I've always just picked Facebook groups as my kind of um, thing of choice. And they've just kind of stood, stood, the, stood the length of time. 
yeah, a lot of things are kind of come and gone. Snapchat's come and gone. Clubhouse has come and gone. Facebook pages have, have come and gone. Um, you know, so I've been lucky there. But even if I didn't, because I've got that, that email list, it's no matter what platform over goes, I think the biggest um, change is just short-form content. Like back when I started, I would do like 10-minute live videos and people would watch them. You know, good luck now trying to get someone to watch a, a 10-minute live video. So that side of things there, short-form content in terms of marketing. So I think for the listeners, if you can get your message down, <laughs> this is funny, I've just been speaking for 45 minutes. I'm going to be telling people <laughs> to get their message down to 15 seconds. Uh, but I think podcast is different. Podcast is still one of those things where um, it's okay to go a bit longer. Um, but the key there is just get the message down as short as possible because that's what people are going for now, whether it's YouTube, whether it's TikTok, whether it's Instagram, uh, whether it's Facebook Reels. Like even me, I, I spilt some water on my computer yesterday. And I was like, oh, let me see how to fix it. So I went on YouTube and searched it. I'm not watching the two, three-minute videos. Give me the 15-second reel to teach me how to <laughs> how to fix my thing there. So that's, that's, uh, that's the biggest change I've seen is just there. And yeah. that's also coming down to the actual courses as well. Like when I started, the longer the course, the better. If you got a long course, you're like, oh, great. This has got so much information. I'm going to learn so much. Now it's the opposite. Now it's kind of like, so let's say when I started, whatever it was, five, ten years ago, if you were comparing two courses, same price, one was 10 hours, one was five hours, you'd go for the 10-hour one because it was more info, more content. Now, if you ask me, hey, you're going to learn the same thing, one's 10 hours, one's five hours, give me the five-hour one. I can't be bothered sitting there for, for 10 hours. And info is not as valuable anymore because there's Google. You can find anything you want on Google. There's AI now. You know, like I can yeah. I can jump on, on, on chat GPT and find a better, you know, better result than, than most courses out there. So there's more people doing podcasts and more people giving stuff away for free now. Like it's just info is not as valuable as it used to be. So it's it's more about how, it's more about time. Can you give that person info in the time, both marketing and online courses? Yeah, great tips. Definitely. I actually listened to your recent episode where you were talking to one of your team members about chat GPT and I was amazed. I learned some things and I've actually took some of the tricks that, that she shared and used it even in Canva docs. Some of the things that she said yeah, with their yeah, new uh, write function yeah. that they have. And, and yeah, I, I, I learned a lot from that episode. I shared it around a couple people too. So, oh, um, you. so yeah, you have a podcast and, um, you have a Facebook group, your Facebook group. I know it's got, I think over 7,000 people in it. It's a very active group as well. And you show up regularly. Um, where do you prefer people to connect with you and, and, um, how would you like them to uh, continue to get to know you and, and your brand and what you have to offer? Yes, those two are the best. So Facebook group, if you're a Facebook person, just type in Course Creator Community. Um, it's one of the largest, most engaged groups in the space, so that's a great way to hang out. If you're not a Facebook person, if you listen to this, you're probably a podcast person, so just check out the Course Creator Community podcast. Uh, I'm really scaling that up as well, so you get some some tips there. I'm obviously on the other platform as well, but most of my time is Facebook group, podcast, either way, Course Creator Community. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. You bring so much energy and um, your experience is invaluable. And, and for those that are just starting out or for those that have been doing this for a while, but they 
still haven't quite figured out what the secret sauce is, I think you've given some really practical tips um, today just by sharing your story. So thank you so much for being here today. Awesome. Thank you, Tracy. Let me know when this goes live and I'll, I'll give it a plug on my socials. Absolutely. we Will do.